Hello, friends. Welcome to Embolden. I'm Chris Shetter, an ordinary Christian living with and learning about an extraordinary God. Welcome to the new series, New Beginnings. I read this great comment by a young woman that I follow on Instagram, and it goes, 2022 is not going to be your year. It's God's year. In fact, every year has been and will be His. Once you believe that your life and your time all belong to Him, every year will be a victory. He holds the victory and the whole world in His hands every year, every day, live for him. I hope that's what you get out of this series. Enjoy. Today's podcast starts with Exodus 1, 22. And then Pharaoh gave this order to all his people. Every Hebrew boy that is born, you must throw into the Nile, but let every girl live. You know, whenever I picture Moses, Charlton Heston comes to mind. For those of you maybe a little too young to know that reference, Mr. Heston personified Moses in the blockbuster 1956 movie, The Ten Commandments. He was sweaty and swarthy and muscular. He was bold and without fear. Some of his final scenes show him standing fiercely on top of a mountain with the wind blowing his impressive white beard and long, gorgeous white hair as he calls on the name of God. A hero, a rescuer, a man not to be trifled with because God was with him. But as usual, the big screen skips over a few of the finer points of history for the sake of the storyline. Like the fact that Moses even though God himself had been his rescuer many times, really didn't want the job of Israel's savior, of being the leader of the new beginning for an entire people. Exodus 3.11 has Moses talking to God. It goes, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And you know, that interaction alone might lead the reader to think Moses, well, he's just being humble. But by my count, Moses tries to turn God to someone else much more suited, much more capable than him eight times. I can't. What if? I'm not. Why should I? Sound familiar to anyone out there? Exodus 4.1 goes on. Moses answered, What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, The Lord did not appear to you? My BSGs and I have embarked on a new study by Shirley Giles Davis called God Gifts You. And in our first week, we were asked, Where are you hearing God? But your excuse for delaying sounds a lot like, Lord, I'm afraid. But Moses afraid? Not that guy. God saved him from death as a baby. God placed him in the care of royalty. God gave him incredible opportunities for gaining knowledge and physical strength. He saved him from capture. There's no way Moses was afraid of yet another challenging new beginning. 
right? Eight times. Standing in front of a bush that was talking to him. I don't know about you, but if I told my husband when he walked in the door from work that one of my bushes in the yard was on fire and speaking to me about going to the governor's office demanding, let my people go, he'd be very, very concerned. In fact, this was a side topic uh, in my discussion the other day with my BSGs. Not about burning bushes, mind you, but about whether or not God still speaks audibly to us. And if he does, do people think we are crazy? I find it's unfortunate that we, that we hear from some pastors and biblical teachers today who try to assure us that God doesn't speak out loud to us anymore, that we must discern his word in other ways. And while I agree we need to use God's character gleaned from his written word to verify the voice we hear, I completely disagree we no longer hear his audible voice. I know. I've heard him. Some of my BSGs have heard him. To me, the real question is, now that you've heard him, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to accept the challenge of this new beginning? Or like Moses, find another excuse? You know, Moses, although a pretty amazing and instrumental piece of God's plan, stumbled even with God's past provisions clearly given to him and the promise of God's presence and help spoken to him. Moses, sometimes called the lesser Jesus, is so often seen in parallel with the Messiah. Their birth stories are almost identical with the king demanding their death. Moses was to rescue people from slavery and Jesus from the slavery of sin. Moses led the Israelites through parted waters toward the promised land. And Jesus, he's our living water, giving us the promised land. Moses was tested. Jesus was tested. So where's the problem with his hesitation? Exodus 4.13 says, But Moses said, Pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. If you remember from Noah or even in your Bible from Abraham, when they got called, they went. And in Isaiah 6, 8, Isaiah raises his hand proudly and says, me, Lord, send me. It's hard for a lot of people, I think, to relate to those guys. Whereas we regular folks are sometimes more like Moses. We list our reasons God's plan won't work. We aren't smart enough, strong enough, likable enough talented enough. But like with Adam, if God wants us in his service, he won't let go. He wants us to be part of a new beginning. And so he nudges us to the right people and places. He puts other saints in front of us to help open doors. And for Moses, he said, fine, fine. I'll give you your brother Aaron to use as your spokesperson. But here's the thing. Even though Moses is the one remembered and exalted, it was Aaron that got to wear the priestly holy robes. It was Aaron that was allowed into the most holy place. Think if Moses had responded like Isaiah, me, me, I can do it, Lord, because you've rescued me so many times. 
Moses would have been allowed into the whole glory of God, the first priest of Israel. True, his relationship with God was pretty amazing, but God, he clearly wanted even more for him. His new beginning, as Moses led the Israelites toward the Promised Land, would require him to call on the Lord for strength and rescue many times. I find it interesting that Moses had to listen to all the people constantly complaining to him about why he took them down this path. Do you think he occasionally thought, hmm, that sounds a lot like I was with God? Friend, whether it's a nudging or a clear, audible directive from God, I want to urge you to step up in faith and raise your hand, to use all your resources like prayer, scripture, pastors, teachers, plus God's past intervention in your life to discern what he is asking of you. In your new beginning, when you step out in faith, you can then say, I overcame my fears and allowed God to take my weakness and turn it into strength. This uh, podcast and my blog, it was my first big step. Let him work a new beginning in you and he will let his glory shine brightly through you. Have a great day. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Emboldened Podcast. Be sure to follow along so you don't miss any episode. And check out my blog at embolden.net.